Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living For Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living For Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living For Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it is to live more simply. So today I have a special guest. I actually have a couple of guests coming in the next few weeks. And today we have a very special guest. He hasn't been on the podcast since about 2020. But anytime I've had him on the podcast, I always get really good feedback. So I'm going to share that with you in just a minute. But before I start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, Apologia. As always, Apologia is a Christ-centered, award-winning homeschool curriculum provider. They have homeschool curriculum for K through 12, everything from digital and online learning to traditional textbooks. We have used Apologia pretty much our entire homeschooling journey, which is like 16 years now, and we have never been disappointed. Right now, if you are new to homeschooling, you can access a free curriculum planning guide that is packed with homeschool information and an and encouragement from Apologia. Visit Apologia.com. Check out all their amazing curriculum, and you can also download that free curriculum planning guide. I also wanted to let you know about two in-person events. Yes, in-person, not online, not on Zoom, not virtual, in-person events coming with Simply Living for Him this spring, March 12th. It is a Saturday. We're going to host a one-day ladies' event in Chester, New Jersey. It's a ladies' day out, so grab your girlfriends. Come on out. We're going to have an amazing day. Uh, We are theming, theming? We are making the theme of this one called, But Do You Know Him? So many of us know about God, or we don't even realize, but we have these like preconceived notions, maybe based on our upbringing or our past experiences, um, or what other people tell us about who God is. But we are really going to dig into the Word to look at who God truly is, and then understand your identity in Him. Because, you know, nowadays, self-help, self-care, all of that stuff is like the buzzwords. But we're really going to look that day at knowing Him. So that's really the key to unlocking knowing ourselves. So I'd love for you to join us. We're going to have a couple of sessions digging into the Word. We're going to have... um, prayer, worship, fellowship together. Lunch is even provided. So I would love for you to check it out. I will link in the show notes. Space is limited, so you will want to register and save your spot today. Also this summer, July 13th to the 15th, we are returning to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. The Lodge is at Gettysburg for our Simply Living for Him Women's Retreat. You've heard me talk about these retreats many times. They are life-changing. We have had the most amazing experiences the past several years when we did the retreats and we are thrilled that we are returning after a four-year break. I can't believe it's been four years. So if you are interested, we are almost we are two-thirds of the way full for the retreat already. So you will want to secure your spot. Go to simplylivingforhim.com slash retreat and register today. 
We also have a online Bible study coming on January 24th through the Simply Living for Him online women's community, which is a free community. It's free to join. We have over 1,500 members. We do Bible studies every month, and we provide resources for women to get in the Word every day. It's a beautiful place of encouragement. The women there are just amazing. It's so positive. It's so encouraging. And most of all, it's God-honoring. On January 24th, we are starting a Bible study called um, Those Who Came Before Us, and it's going to be on Hebrews 11, and we're just going to dig into the Word together as women. It's completely free, so come on over to the community and join us at simplylivingforhim.com slash community. All right, are you ready to hear who my special guest is? If you were on my Instagram, you probably know already, but it is the one and only... Why is there a laugh? <laughs> it is the one. All right, I'll say that serious. It is the one and only my husband, Steve DeBuse. Thank you for the serious <laughs> intro, my love. You're I, asking I, me I to do a serious say... intro when you just hacked my Instagram while I was in the restroom before recording. Hey, you move it. You lose it. That's what happens. <laughs> so anyway, I was talking before. Well, let me tell you, I do have a few guests scheduled in the next uh, couple of weeks. My son is going to do an episode uh, with me. He's 16 years old, and he was an extremely strong-willed child. I do homeschool consulting, and I talk to many, many clients who also have strong-willed children. We are going to provide you with so much encouragement and hope because he has grown up as a teenager, and you know how those people always say, uh, they say, you know, if you have a strong-willed child, you just need to channel that energy to something good. So when they're older, they use it for good. Well, I've actually seen that, and he's agreed to be on the podcast and talk about um, his experience. So he's coming in a few weeks. I also have a very special guest coming um, also this month that is going to really bless you all. She is an amazing encouragement to me. I'm not going to share who she is right now, but it's all about homemaking and, um, you know, just really how we, the atmosphere of our homes and, you know, going back to that um, that idea of homemaking and serving your family. And she's really been an encouragement to me. So if you're interested in that, that's coming soon. But anyway, I was telling my family before, I don't know what to talk about on the podcast tonight. I said, Steve, will you be on the podcast? So this is totally on a whim. Just, we don't we have were notes. We just watching TV and you said, let's go do the podcast. I said, you know, it's been since 2020 when we were back in the OG quarantine. Because, yeah. you know, there's been several since then. Yeah. Uh, back in the OG quarantine time when, you know, everybody, the whole world was on a lockdown. We did a couple of episodes just because did we? we did. I know you don't remember, but I know we did like a Q&A once. I know we did one on, we did, we did a couple back then on hobby farming. Oh, yeah. Um, we can I, talk about how that's going. <laughs> uh, we will. We will. Uh, we also just, I don't remember. We just probably bantered like this. But anyway, I always remember when I did those episodes, people enjoyed it. They enjoyed hearing from my better half. You know, and I, Can oh, I just say something? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm interested in you when you have John on the podcast. Um, that's the strong-willed son. Yeah. And I'm interested in hearing like of how much that he uh, feels like he was like typecast into that part. Because I always remember like as he was growing up, we'd always be like, oh, he's the tough one. He's this, he's that. And mm -hmm. he felt like he almost had, maybe had, he felt like he had to live up to that title or, you know, yeah. I'm interested in hearing how he feels. But I think that he should be uncloaked of that moniker of the strong-willed child because he is not that anymore. Well, I really feel like, 
I that should be stripped of I, him, that I think, title. No, I think you're looking at it in a negative light. Strong-willed, as we're going to talk about, is not necessarily a bad thing. We did, I did see him channel all his, he is strong-willed. He does have a strong will, but he is using it for good. You know, an eight-year-old does not how, know how to use that for good, right? So he is using it now for good. And anyway, we're getting into a whole different episode. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, talk yeah. about that when he's on the episode. So look for that in the next few weeks. I don't know, you know, John is so busy. I don't know when I'm going to get him nailed down to actually record, but I hope to have that out in January. And I know it's going to bless many folks out there. So anyway, I said to Steve, you haven't been on the podcast since 2020. I said, let's go just record. We literally, this is how we operate. Like no notes were like, let's just see what happens. And I said, the Holy Spirit will lead us. So that's what we're doing. But I want, I figured there was a couple of things we could talk about. You know, we've been through since 2020, since the last time you've been on here, we, our family has been through like so many life changes. And I know a lot of people have been following along our journey with um, our daughter getting married. And a lot of you have written to me and said how it is encouraging because uh, you're a few years behind us or whatever. And it's good to see, you know, how this all works, how you actually raise your children and then let them go. Uh, So we're going to talk about that, I think, a little bit. We'll talk. (laughs) You want to talk about the hobby farm? <laughs> we so, can talk about the hobby farm or lack thereof. I mean, well, you say it in your intro, I know. and then I kind of chuckled to myself while you're I, saying it. <laughs> I chuckled to myself. So I, I mentioned this last week. If you guys heard last week's episode, I did mention this. I said, do I need to change my intro? Because, and I asked you guys to reach out to me and let me know if you have an idea for a new intro. I said, because I've been saying for years. I mean, do you know that this podcast is, I think it's like almost eight years old. No. It's pretty. I've been doing this a long time. Do you know when I started podcasting? This is just a little aside. I didn't even know there was a. I didn't know what it was. I remember saying to you, and I don't know if you remember, I said, I want to make an MP3. I want to have like a free download of like a talk because I was doing homeschool speaking. And I thought I'd like to do like a a online, you know, um, like a session, a talking session, but, you know, just record it and have it on my website so people could download it. Right. That is what I started to do. And then from there... Did you want to put it on your MySpace? (laughs) I never had a MySpace. Did you? (laughs) Of course. You did? Oh, my goodness. I am. I I didn't. I am learning something about my husband. I thought I knew every nook and cranny about him. Who didn't have a MySpace? Me. Why? All right. If you're out there, please, please let us know message me or use the new fancy dancy anchor.fm slash slash simply living for him you can leave me a voice message what i mean i could call you in the middle of the day mm-hmm. and be like, hello my love I yes love you, you can but you could also do that on my phone they can't because they don't have my number but there's a place on anchor which is our new podcasting host anchor.fm slash simply living for him where you can leave me a voice message you can ask questions or you can tell me did you have a myspace wow that seemed like a plug in the middle of the show, you know, like I, when they show the Viking on the stoves <laughs> in the cooking show. Oh, people aren't going to get your humor. <laughs> all right. He has they a little bit of ADD. They know what so, we're talking about. All right. So anyway, uh, no, I didn't have MySpace. Now, why were we even talking about this? Because you were putting an MP3 up on Oh, yeah. So MySpace I had said to page. Steve, I wanted to make a download of like one of my sessions, like, you know, about homeschooling. And then from there, I was like, well, maybe I'll do that every once in a while. And then 
not even realizing what I was doing, that it was like called a podcast, like is a thing that you can then like put out there. And then I literally fell into it accidentally. Now it seems like everybody has a podcast nowadays. But You were a groundbreaker. <clears throat> oh, yeah, me. No. But anyway, um, so way back when I started saying life on our hobby farm, like when we moved here now seven years ago. So yeah, we moved here seven years ago and I was doing the podcast way before that. So the podcast is at least eight years old. Um, so you only started it when we were here, though. Right? No, no, no. I remember doing it in Flanders. Oh, no, maybe it was only here. You're right. Maybe. No, it... because you had we had gotten you the microphone the first year you started for because you were doing All right. it seriously. It was around that time. All right. So, um, I used to say, you know, life on our hobby farm because when we first moved out here, we were gung fo, gung fo, um, gung ho we were on making the... Chinese food. <laughs> gung-ho on the hobby farm and so and i i used to talk about homeschooling i think almost every episode it was definitely more of a homeschool oriented podcast you know and over the years with my ministry it has totally you know kind of opened up to ministering to all women not just homeschoolers because i really believe my message about homeschooling and simplifying homeschool and keeping god at the center wasn't really just for homeschooling it was for life homeschooling is just a part of our life and while i love to minister to homeschoolers and i love to speak at conventions and i love to encourage homeschooling families i've expanded my ministry to really all women not just homeschoolers so sometimes now i talk about homeschooling and you know so that's why in the beginning i say life on our hobby farm how i keep it simple in my homeschool but you'll always hear about jesus right because he has the remedy for clutter and chaos so anyway i still say that in the beginning do you guys think i should change that i think i should well give me your ideas well i mean if you don't talk about the hobby farm i do sometimes but it's never been like a whole... We used to do whole episodes about it. Yeah. Anyway, let's update the world on life on our hobby farm. Go. Well, I mean, well we still our, have the goats. We, we have the goats and the chickens, and that's really and Ethan's the ducks. thing. And, and the ducks. Yeah, you know, I'd love to have Ethan on the, ho- on the hobby farm. On the podcast one day, my little guy, because he really is our little farmer boy, but he has no desire for technology or to be speaking on the podcast. But So, the, so what happened with the... <clears throat> hobby farm or our farm or our garden or whatever first year we were here second year we were here it was kind of small no really had, oh, it was oh, smaller the first. yeah 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 it was manageable it was really good we had so much stuff we were able to put it out on the curb for people to take it was like such a blessing and then we expanded it and then i think it probably became really big and then is it, this a life lesson here i feel like steve is ready to go into his deep spiritual lesson what happened well, I got all gung ho about it. I made the greenhouse. I expanded all oh, our boxes. Oh, the greenhouse! I think we've talked about this on here. I've expanded all our boxes. I have this big, huge garden now. But now, if I don't weed every day or I don't get in the garden every day, it takes over, and within a week, it's just so tie everywhere. This, let's talk about Jesus. Tie it in. Tie it in. Well, if you don't have Jesus in your life and you're not in there every single day in your Bible and pulling the weeds and and, and getting in there and, and handling your business with, with God, your life gets overgrown and That's you right. lose track. I, listen, I I was I think I posted something for you the one day and I said, oh, I got a good idea for a podcast for you. And it had to do with the strawberries. I went back there one day. I couldn't tell which was a strawberry, which was a weed. I had to pull everything out. I couldn't even, I didn't even know what I was pulling out. I was just getting in there and tearing everything out because 
I couldn't tell because everything was so overgrown. The one day I went back there, you couldn't even see me. Aww. If, if you go back there, You're like buried in the strawberry The greenhouse patch. is a greenhouse of weeds. Yes, I said we grow weeds in our greenhouse, not to be confused with anything naughty, but our greenhouse—that's that's what we grow weeds. Yeah, I, and it's, I grow. it's a shame. It really is a shame. So we're again. I'm always real and honest and transparent with you. I'm not going to get on here and pretend like. You know, we have this hobby farm and we are know what we're doing. There are so many things that got ahead of us, right? Like yeah. we were all gung-ho and then we, you know, we still are. I mean, I love to be out there when the weather's warm, but you guys know I don't like being cold. So right now I have nothing to do with any of the outside stuff. I love being out there in the spring. I love uh, the garden. I love the animals, but um, sometimes things get a little bit, you you really like like a spiritual lesson here you really have to tend to your garden it doesn't take care of itself yes. and we were you know traveling or this and that but what i think happened and i remember uh doing the podcast in 2020 with you and guess what we said well now we're home because we're quarantined we have nothing to do but take care of the garden and we still yeah had but trouble. i think part of it too is oh that was the really rainy year i think the part of it too is though as you learn you learn like as things change you have to grow with them and you have to figure things out, right? So the one year, all we had was weeds and I was pulling weeds all the time. So what I have to do, I had to figure out how to take care of the weeds. I got that big, huge blowtorch and I was out there blowtorching <laughs> He's the only weeds. guy in town who blowtorches his garden. Yeah, I blowtorched the weeds. That didn't work. So then what did we do? We put down the thing. So last no, wait, year, I the big success was the, he, wait, the mulch. I want, to, I want to be clear because people write to me. He was blowtorching in the pathways, not the actual garden. Like Yeah, like I wasn't the... so fed up with the garden that I blowtorched <laughs> the whole thing. He didn't blowtorch our plants. Well, like, was... a blo- like when I'm saying blowtorch, I mean like a propane tank with like a <clears throat> big, huge blowtorch on the end. Because what happens is we have raised boxes, raised beds, and in between the pathways would get, that's where the weeds would get so bad that you couldn't even like get to the garden. But anyway, we've discovered now, this is a good thing. We discovered last year, was it last year, Steve, uh, he had trucked in, they they went and picked it up, right? Yeah. Wood chips. And we have now put that down on all the pathways and it's life changing for the garden. So maybe this year we'll get back on track. Yeah. I mean, I think we're going to have to retouch it with more chips. But besides <clears throat> that, I think that was a huge thing that we had, like we grew, the size of the garden grew, and then we had to figure out how to adjust and how and again with your spiritual walk right you grow you take on things you have to adjust you have to grow right and so um i just lost my train of thought i was gonna say something anyway life on the hobby farm what we've learned since we've been in our home seven years and we have i mean we still love being out in the country i don't ever want to not live in the country i love the peace and the serenity and the nature and i see god every time i look out the window i open my eyes in the morning and see the sunrise i mean it's an over the sheep across the street i mean it's beautiful and there's always lessons to be learned here i still love all things simple the simple life i love living here um but you know the country just because we craved a simple life doesn't mean it's always simple there's still a lot of hard work and stuff to do but i wouldn't trade it for the right. world it's like you said it's not like sitting on the porch and drinking your lemonade i mean there's a lot of things like there's always something going wrong with a weed whacker or a lawn <laughs> like the, a weed whacker is the bane of my existence yeah he, i'm always it. seeing him in the barn having a little tantrum and being like what's the matter love and yeah. you're like the weed whacker <laughs> no i fi- so see again this year i fixed that i got rid of the gas weed whacker and i got the battery powered weed whacker so, so we're, we're just, learning 
It's just, you know, you adjust. But you, you still to, enjoy living You have here. to bob and weave. Yeah. But it's not. It's a lot of work. It's it not is just work. like, uh, yes. we just are here and we love it. And it's a good thing you're a hard worker. I'm lucky that I have my sons and that help me. let's talk about your sons. Because okay. guess what? I am all alone in a house full of men these days because my daughter moved out and got married. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, too, because I want you guys to hear from a dad's perspective what it's like to let your daughter go. Um, but... You know, let's talk about your sons because a lot of the women that listen, you know, they're listening because they like to hear about family dynamics and building their families. And, you know, I mean, we're I'm just so blessed because Steve is such a hands on like dad, like he just is spends tons of time. Um, But what is it like now? Like you guys are like your own little posse. I mean, because of the we're not all quarantined anymore right because of covid but we all uh like in the beginning when everybody was home because they had to be now there's a lot of time though home because of just oh this one is sick or that one is sick or we can't go out or things so we've spent a lot of time this past year together um and you know it's just you and the boys now so what is it like tell everybody um i don't know i mean i I was saying this to, I was actually riding the snowboard, the ski lift the other day. They go snowboarding often. Everybody doesn't know this. They go snowboarding often, Steve and the boys. Go ahead. So I was riding the ski lift with another guy and um, he was saying, oh, you know, I have little kids and this and that. And I said, oh, you know, it's just nice. I know like, like, yo, everybody always loves it when their kids are really small, but, and everybody always says, oh, teenagers, bah, but. I love this time that I get to spend with my boys Me and them too. being their teenage years. I love it. Um, and I, I'm, I think I'm really blessed at the fact that they still want to hang out with me. Well, you're just so cool. Well, you say that. No, they I don't do. Know if that's they told true. me. They said. They told me today. You weren't <laughs> even there. They weren't even saying it for you to hear. They were like, "Daddy is the coolest dad." That's oh, what they man. said. They did. Well, thank but them. you know, encourage the moms listening. Like, what if you know? Like, we're always our family so. You know, when it comes to homeschooling, and I always talk at homeschooling conventions, it's always about, you know, building your family. Like the academics are important, but building your family, building your family. So encourage the listeners, because maybe they'll want to share it with their husbands since you're a dad. Like, why is it so important? Because I know for me, my answer to that is it's over so fast, right? Like our firstborn is already gone. Our secondborn has one foot out the door. So explain, like, in your words, why you think it is so important. Like dads often, you know, they're tired. They're, they work all day. I mean, I'm not saying moms aren't tired either, but I'm saying usually, you know, they have a lot on their plate to support their family and, and to lead their family. And a lot of times people say, you know, it's hard for dads to be so involved because they've just got so much on their plate so just speak to the importance of building relationships and how you it doesn't have to be complicated like it can be simple but it's so important to build that um i just i just think that like for what i you know i always want them i guess people always say oh like you have to be the you're you're a dad and that's true like i have to be the authority figure in their life and i want to be somebody that they look up to um but i also want them to like me like they have to love me <laughs> but i want them to like me oh, and and i want them to you know like beyond like them graduating and leaving i hope they want to hang out with me and like be my friend once they're gone and i feel like this otherwise you'll just be stuck with me 
that's not true i'm just teasing i'm just teasing but i but i mean you know it's like i want them to like call me and be like hey dad how's it going you know or care or like because i care about them and i love them and i want them to be successful and i want them to be um i guess successful i don't want to say successful isn't like the world's terms of successful i want them to be happy and i want them to live a good life and and in our family success is what following christ right that that would define success that we have taught them uh to do that and you know our kids we are a pretty close family, right? Like we, you know, and I think that for um, many people, like what you said before about uh, you enjoy your teenagers, I do too. I absolutely love it. And I think our, we're close and our relationship is good right now with our teenagers because we built it from the ground up, right? We, you spent time with them when they were little. We made it a priority. We never put, um, all these outside worldly pressures on them. Our priority was always to build our family. Our priority was always family first. That's why you were a self-employed dad. Like you wanted to spend time with your kids. You knew these years were going to go fast. And now we're seeing the fruit of that. We're not like, oh, we have teenagers and it stinks because they're so, you know, whatever. Um, we enjoy being with them because we have built that. And so, you know, I just want to encourage moms and dads, if they're listening out there, you know, to not let all the noise of this world, like clutter up your family. Like, remember, like, this is, these are your people. These are your disciples to raise and uh, spend time with them and point them to the Lord and, and don't get caught up in the soccer schedule and doing this and doing that and doing that, that you're, you're not building your family, like truly, you know, truly building it. Like a lot of people are building it on the wrong things, like building it on a busy schedule and building it on getting all the best grades and building it on reaching the high corporate ladder. But at the end of the day, what's left we see it now when our daughter is gone is like she's going to remember the time we spent with her, the inside jokes we had, all the fun we had, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I see that because now we're sort of stepping out into this new chapter of parenthood, which I was just thinking today. I feel like just yesterday we were the new family at the new quote, young family at church yeah. with young children, with babies. We were the young ones. And now I stepped into the role of I'm the mom that's a mom and a mother-in-law, right? right like right. all of a sudden we're in this whole new phase and it all happened so fast. So it's been like a big transition. But what I'm saying is at the end of the day, if you're finding that your kids, like you, you fall into that trap of thinking like the world thinks, oh, teenagers, they're, you know, so hard. And, you know, ugh, teenagers, that's going to be so, those years are going to be so hard. Don't fall into that. They can be absolutely beautiful years if you're building your relationships early on. And tell them some of the things you've done with the boys to keep your relationship strong. You're not doing anything crazy and fancy. You go fishing. Yeah. You hang out with them, right? Yeah. I mean, so another thing I always like to say is like I was telling the guy on the ski lift, I said, oh, you know, um, he had young kids. And I was I said to him, just, you know, try to get them interested in things that you do or things that you are interested in. And that way you guys could share that, you know, I mean, listen to what they're interested in, too, as well. But like like Karen was saying, like fishing. Like I like to fish, so I would take them fishing and we live close to a place where we can go fishing. And now we look forward to fishing together or, um, you know, when I was young, I skateboarded and I stopped when they were younger. But then one of my sons started 
It's like showed an interest in skateboarding. So we got back into skateboarding and I take him to the skate parks. And a lot of the time it's just that time spent in the car hanging out with them. And sometimes we don't say anything, but it's just, we just sit in the car and spend time together and we have inside jokes and, you know, whatever it is, it's just, you know, I hope that they remember the times that we did do that, you know, um, now it's snowboarding. They're all into snowboarding. So we go snowboarding and, you know, um, it's just a fun time spent together and I don't ever feel like I push them to be like so great. I just want to be with them and I just want to have fun. Yes. And you are a very fun dad. I must say they think he's the best and he is the best, but it's really important to just build that time. Like if you're you're a dad and you are a mom and you don't have a lot of time, then make the time that you have really important and matter and like, you know, engage with them, right? Like converse with them. That's one of the things I love about my teenage boys. Like we can just sit in the morning before school or really a part of our early part of school day. And we'll just discuss things and talk about things. And it's literally so simple. You're not even having to go and like fishing or snowboarding because I don't do those things. But like literally just talking to them or uh, like Steve always involves the boys. And like if he's like working in the barn or in the garden, like, you know, Ethan will come and help him or just sit and watch. Right. And, you know, he does his woodworking now and Ethan will go out there and and either, I don't know, does he help or he just watches. It's just being together. Right. Just engaging because, you know, I'm telling you, and I don't want to sound cliche and like, you know, that silly old mom, but it goes so fast. Right. And all of a sudden we have had to learn really fast that this parenting journey, it's not that it ends, but it certainly changes because all of a sudden we have a grown daughter and that portion of our parenting is over. Mm-hmm. And she has a new family now. Her husband and her are a family, right? And she's now under his authority. So let's switch gears to the, do I need tissues? But let's switch gears, <laughs> for me, I mean, oh. to the, uh, you know, what is it like as a dad to let your daughter go. Like she is under a new man's authority. We just married her off in October. Are you crying? No. Oh, (laughs) are you? (laughs) No, 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 I'm just listening. (laughs) And uh, you know, what has that been like? Because I've talked about it a lot. You guys know on the podcast, on my blog, on Instagram, you're all probably wedding out on my end. But what is it like as a dad to let his daughter, his little baby girl, who, as a teenager, I will say that Steve and Grace were probably closer, not probably were, than I and Grace were, I think. They were they were buddies. They were really close. So what is it like to walk through that transition? Um, I would think, I would say that it's, first of all, that the day itself is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Because I the said, wedding day. Yeah, sorry, the wedding day. Because I said to the boys on the way over, I was like, ah, I'm not going to cry. There's no way I'm crying. And meanwhile, they were like, oh, yeah, right. Meanwhile, you've seen the picture, yeah, the embarrassing it's, it's picture ugly. of me. No, me with the ugly cry. Uh, 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 you. I was like, <gasps> no, there's me face. with the ugly cry, which uh, I'm not embarrassed to put up because that's the way it is. I cried like a baby all day long. But yeah, you did not expect that. Yeah. Um. Was it Was it hard? I mean... Is it hard? I mean, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't say it's hard. Like, I'm happy for her. I'm happy where she is. I'm happy with 
her husband. I, I love him. Um, and so how could I be nothing but happy for her? She has, you know, she loves where she's working and she loves what she's doing and with school and everything she's learning. So like, I and you're, can't, you're doing what I do because I always say like, Oh, but it's, it's fine. It's fine. But there is, and it's okay. There is a grief that comes with it. My grief is that she doesn't call me enough. Call me grace. <laughs> if you're listening, grace, call your father. Um, but I know she's busy too. So I understand that. But there is, at least for me, okay, so when I when she went to college, let's back up, because, you know, you guys all walked through this journey just two years ago when I brought her to college and boohooed on, you know, that day when I dropped her off and, you know, wrote all that fall on my blog, oh, my daughter's gone, and th- about the whole transition. I thought that was hard. Little did I know two years later, we'd be walking through an even harder transition. So... When I brought her to college, I remember saying the same things, but I know this is where she belongs. I know this is where the Lord wants her, like all that stuff. But at the same time, there was a grief that came when we brought her to college that I never knew was going to happen. I did not know there was such a grief when you bring your child to college. And then obviously you expect there's going to be a grief when they leave home and they get married. So I think I think it's okay to recognize that there is like you do have to walk through a grief. Like I'm the same as you. I'm always like, but it's fine because I love Dan. That's her husband. And I love him and he takes care of her and she's happy. Like I say all those things. But at the same time, I think it's very okay to admit that there is a lot of grief. And if you guys listen last week, uh, you know, I'm going to say something I said last week, because if you didn't, you'll want to go hear that episode. And I talked about it with a friend today. And I think this is really the biggest. Did you listen to my podcast last week, by the way? Okay. So he'll hear it for the first time. This is the biggest epiphany that I've literally had as a parent. So a lot of that grief, and I don't know, Steve, you can tell me if you felt this way. And he knows that, like, he's watched me, like, he deals with it differently. If she was here visiting, they visited for the weekend, and then they left. I'm the one that's in bed for two days because I'm like, oh, they're, you know, they're gone. And I get very, very down when they leave. Um, and so, because they don't live around here. They live two hours away. So um, I had said last week on the podcast how the biggest epiphany I had was all of a sudden it hit me that God was like, you, you didn't have kids for them to serve you. You didn't have kids for them to fulfill your needs. You had kids for them to fulfill my purposes. You had kids so that you could make disciples and they could make disciples. And that's what they're doing. Mm. They are out there serving the Lord, building his kingdom. Because I was over there boohooing, like, they live far away. She can't come for Sunday dinners. I can't just stop at her apartment any day I'd like. We can't go shopping. And, like, God clearly showed me, like, are you kidding me? You're crying that you can't go shopping and have Sunday dinners when she's out there serving and ministering. And, you know, she was teaching 80 youth last Wednesday night. They need her, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, she's got things to do for him. She did not grow up to serve me and my purposes. And so I could have, you know, pizza nights and game nights and go shopping, right? right? She has a life to live. So yes, that is, when I think about that, it's, it puts it into perspective that I did not have kids to serve my purposes. They, we have children that we are raising for his purposes, but at the same time, there's the very real human emotion of grief and that you have to kind of walk through that and and get you know through that whole like wow that whole part of our life is now over mm-hmm. having I was just gonna say it was very adult of you what you just said well that i'm an thing. adult I know. 
Uh, newsflash, I am an adult. <laughs> Why do you say that? I don't know. It was just because sometimes, like you said, like you get like very emotional and that was a very adult. Well, you didn't hear that epiphany I had because say. I talked about it on the podcast and I wrote about it on Instagram. So obviously Steve doesn't follow any of my social media. I do. Um, but anyway, no, I mean, I really... And the funny thing is I had this... I was praying on Wednesday of last week and I was like really feeling sad about all these things. And I really like God did not like audibly speak to me, but I really felt like he literally said this sentence to me. Like you did not have her to fulfill your purposes. And that night is when I saw her speaking at her church. She was teaching youth and it happened to come up on my phone. It was live video and she was teaching. And I was like, thank you, God, for literally showing me tangibly that she has purposes to fulfill. Like these kids need her now. She has things to do. Right. And who am I to hold her back because I want to have Sunday dinners together? Like it's so ridiculous of me. And, you know, there's, just, but it is, like I said, like you have to, you can't just be all like, oh, it's fine. It's fine because they're happy. Like there is a little bit of a grief, mm-hmm. but then there's the reality that set in um, that was like, okay, you can grieve, but now you need to understand that she's doing what she's supposed to do Mm -hmm. and it would be very selfish of me to think that my kids need to stick around me to fulfill my purposes now does that not mean that we want to be with our kids and spend time with them of course we do um but we have to recognize that they have a life to live like this is what we raised them for i didn't raise them for me right yeah so anyway that's where i've been at lately and i'm so thankful to the lord for showing me that and many of you really that uh, podcast hit home because many of you wrote to me and emailed me this week um or messaged me on instagram that said wow i never thought of it that way so i'm really glad that god gave me that insight and that i was able to share that with you all because it's changed my whole perspective so when i do see her and feel the sadness that will come then after our visit is over I can remember very much that like our kids are not here to fulfill us, but to fulfill his purposes. So as a dad, though, on that wedding day, Mm -hmm. what's it like? It's uh, sad. Not sad, but happy. It's a sad, but it's a hard, it's a hard thing to explain. I didn't think it it was going to be difficult. I was because I'm happy for her. Because <laughs> we and keep we keep reminding ourselves we're happy, we're happy, we're happy. <laughs> but yeah, at the but, same time, there is an inner sadness. So I guess what I want to say to everybody out there is, I know a lot of you will say to me, "Oh, it's it's good to like it's fun to watch you go through this because you know it's encouraging." I'm going to be going through this in a few years because my kids are you know early teens or whatever. Um, so that's why I want to share that with you. And just to see that there's a lot of mishmash of emotions, right? And to recognize them, to feel them, to not deny them, to walk through them and give them to the Lord. Like, you know, that's what I was doing, like praying to the Lord. Like, I don't want to be sad every time she leaves. I want to be able to enjoy our visits and then go back to life. And that's when I felt like God really showed me um, that little epiphany I had. So I just want to encourage you guys out there as moms and, you know, as dads because it's a very different dynamic i think how you handle things and how i handle things what you're saying is i I think sometimes like when we say like how i handle things um i think part of the reason that i handle things differently is because i have different things to handle so like when you're upset and you're in the bed and you're i'm really more worried about you who's in front of me that's upset than i am worried about myself or her being away so i think so in that case i have to deal with the situation 
that's in front of me, which is hmm. you, who's upset. So I don't. I just kind of push whatever I feel off to the side, and then I'm oh concerned my about this you. This is like therapy, guys. I did not realize he felt this way. <laughs> I mean, I might not say no, it. No, but I that's might, a good. You know, I guess that's a good point. Like, wait, what is it? How, what did you, that quote you said? Well, I'm more what concerned about handle? what's in front of me and the and the sadness or you being upset. I'm concerned about oh, that. Oh, you said we handle things differently, but I have different things to handle. Ooh, that was good. Hey, thanks. Did God give you that one? I guess so. Um, <laughs> that was good. No, I, I mean, that's true. I mean, I don't realize that the stress it puts on you um, when, because I, I can get very down in the dumps, right? I can be the emotional one and I can right. get very down on the dumps over this whole transition. And again, I'm, I'm still going to, you know, repeat, we are happy for her, but there is just a grief. And so I can get down in the dumps and I can really, I can, what I do is I wallow. Like I just turn the same thoughts over and over. And I know Philippians 4, 8 says to think on all things lovely and pure and excellent, praiseworthy. And I know that truth, but sometimes when I get down in the dumps, I just turn over the negative stuff in my head. And I don't realize sometimes, I like you just said, that puts a stress on you. Right. I, and I think like, so when we dropped her off at school, right, it was like, oh, I'm going to drive out on my own. You said that. I'm going to drive out on my own. And when we dropped off Luke, it's I'm going to drive out on my own because I need this time to process them going and all this other stuff. I need to be in the car and sing and whatever else you need to do to prepare yourself. And I think, like, I had that feeling of, okay, the next couple of days are going to be rough. And I have <laughs> to deal. Aaron's going to be in the bed. And that's what I have to deal with. I have to deal with you at home, and she'll be okay where she is. Right. But I have to deal with you being home and how that's hmm. going to affect I the family unit. I never thought about it that way. On the other hand, when we dropped off Luke, oh. I think I beat you to the punch on that, and you were like, well, let me let me tell them what's going on here because so now you know Grace got married. She's you know that's one thing. Then we have our second born who is eighteen and went to his gap year program. He graduated homeschool in June, as many of you know. I did an episode on that, and he is uh, also two hours away. And we dropped him off in August, and I don't think either one of us thought it would be as hard as it was. We th I thought for me, well, I've done this already. I dropped off Grace two years ago and we walked through that. But this was a whole nother dimension of hard. Like, I don't think it gets easier. I think it gets harder each one you drop off because your whole fa family dynamic is changing. But anyway, we dropped him off. It was extremely difficult. I think I was crying for a lot of different reasons than you were crying. I was the more worried mom, worried about a million things that could happen that never did. Um, and then when we actually said goodbye, it was extremely emotional for all three of us. And when we got in the car, I never saw Steve cry that much as he did. Oh, I, I really, not that much. Like you couldn't talk. You were like, I don't guess. talk to me. And I was like, oh my goodness, what do I do? And usually Jeez, I'm- So we switched the plot. Right. That's... So usually I'm the one that has to be comforted. And this time you were the one. So what was going on in your mind when you dropped your firstborn son off? And I think what- was really hard dropping him off there, which is a little different than many of you dropping off kids at college. He doesn't have a um, ability to communicate with us during the week because they keep their their phones from them and they don't want them on social media. And that's all a good thing. And I'm going to do an episode about his gap year program at some point. So if you want to hear more about that. Uh, so I knew that I wasn't going to speak to him for like a week. And that's really, really hard. But what was going on in your mind? What were the tears really from as a father letting his firstborn son go 
Well, I guess in in that case is, I mean, they ha- my sons are with me all the time. Like if I'm not at work or doing something, they are with me all the time. So that's like like letting a piece of myself go. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's I don't I don't it's I don't know if it's so much the fact that it's it was he's my son and he's going away or it was just him as a person right it was a lot of unknown it was the first time that he'd be going away he was never i guess i was a little bit more and we sent him away i don't want to say concerned for him because i thought he would do fine um there was a lot of i was just it was just more unknown right like grace is very outgoing she was in plays and shows she had tons of friends very independent you know she was always like outgoing with people and when we dropped her off i had no like reservation that she wouldn't make do and she wouldn't figure it out and that's not to say that i didn't think luke would do the same but he's a different different. personality he's not nearly the outgoing type that grace was wasn't nearly as independent at that point if i had to drop him off now at it it would be totally different and i am going to do a podcast episode about his gap year program because it has been life-changing in the best ways possible so you'll hear more about that in the future and if you have questions about it start sending them now because i'll address them use my little voicemail simply uh what did i say it is anchor.fm slash simply living for him you can leave me questions or anything there um but yeah he's doing great now but at that moment dropping him off there were so many unknowns like is this going to be a disaster is this going is he going to be okay like there were that was the unknowns too is we didn't know. It wasn't even so much him, right? It's the program. We knew about the program. We didn't know how it would go. Like, he was sharing a room now with people that right. he didn't know. And he's, yeah. Like, he's, a, he's a lot different than our daughter. Now, let me ask you, yeah. how did God work through that for you? Like, how did your faith help you get through that time of dropping him off? Um, I think I just had to come to the conclusion that God was going to protect him and I was trusting, you know, we have, we've kind of steered his life up until this point and try to point him towards God in everything that we do. And, um, now it was time for, you know, almost like God to take him on his own and say, I'm going to, you know. Um, I, I've poured into you. I'm pouring into you, and vice versa for for Luke to pour into um, his relationship with God. Because I feel like, you know, it's one thing when they're home and you're like, read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible. There's another thing for him to say, oh, I'm reading this, and I'm I'm and prayerfully doing this, or you know, I have my Bible time, or I have my this and that during the day, or I'm. Um, examining how I feel about such and such a thing like that's on his own and that's his own thing so I feel like um, that just kind of all you know made me feel better about it and like I said if I had to drop him off today being the person he is now Mm -hmm. I would have no like reservations uh, not to say that when he leaves, it is a little Yeah, kind of hard we still. do get sad. When his car pulled out of the driveway the other day, he was home for three weeks. Uh, I had a moment of extreme grief, and I had to just pull myself together and be like, Karen, what did God teach you this week that, you know, you didn't have your kids for you? Yes, you love them. Yes, you want to be with them, but they weren't born to live for me. They're born to live for God. Right. And so, I mean, that alleviates a little bit of the grief. And but again, at the same time, there's that balance. You sh- I think you have to feel it 
and not just suppress it. And then just don't stay there like I can do. Right. right? So we got to we got to balance it like and, and walk through it, walk through it with the Lord. So wherever you're at with your kids, if they're young, if they're teenagers, if they're adults, you know what I'm talking about. Right. There's always these different seasons. Nothing ever stays the same. And we have to walk through each season with the Lord leading us and with him being our strength. There is no way I could parent without the Lord. I mean, there's no way I could live without the Lord. But like I have to constantly remember that um, we love our kids so much, but he loves them even more and he created them for purposes. Now, this is going a little long, so I think I want to end it, but I thought these conversations went well. What do you think? I th- I, I'm glad you had me on. I mean, I know we were just talking about a whole bunch of different things, but I wanted to see, I, I we literally had no plan. We were like, let's just talk. Let's just talk about life. Let's just talk about our kids. And I wanted to see where the Lord took the conversation. And I hope somebody out there was encouraged. If you guys have questions, if you have things you want to hear about in the future on the podcast, if you want Steve to return to the podcast and answer questions or talk, um, send me a message, whether it's on Instagram or my email, or like I said, uh, anchor.fm slash simply living for him, where you can leave a voice message. Um, I would love to answer your questions or talk about the things that you want to hear. Um, because I'm just so grateful for every single person who emails me and is like, Oh, you know, this thing you said really hit home and it made me think, I mean, that's the reason I do what I do. So I'm grateful that I had a little mm-hmm. different perspective today and had Steve. And even though we can fool around laugh and have fun we got serious and got it's to a talk therapeutic and I, got to talk about wow. some good topics right yeah i think it was great now we're gonna uh, have our therapy session because we started all these uh conversations maybe but you can make it once a month therapy <laughs> once a month but... therapy session on our podcast you guys want to hear that we'll do that <laughs> once a month so anyway if you guys have questions if you want um like a lot of you have asked about what it's like to have a adult child you know transition i've been i'm going to be actually speaking about that when i uh speak at homeschool conventions this spring i have a whole new session i'm putting together on um navigating that transition so if you guys have questions as always if you have prayer requests you can also submit your prayer requests at anchor.fm slash simply living for him i'm always honored and privileged to pray for you guys uh come on over to our simply living for him community i'd love to see you there we can interact there at simply living for him.com slash community come to one of the live events i would love to not only meet you and pray with you but hug you and uh you'll be encouraged at the ladies day out in march or our simply living for him retreat get to meet steve at those events too because he's always there you know yeah if you come to the women's retreat you might (laughs) see me do a cartwheel yes yes he's famous for doing a cartwheel contest with one of our other attendees i don't know though this year it's been four years i don't know know if you could do it this year i might have to start practicing all right so anyway thank you guys for listening until the next time i wish you all the blessings and joy in jesus today